This podcast is designed for you to discover more about who you are, to challenge your old adopted beliefs, and to expand your awareness at what's really possible. I'm Adam Esco, and this is The Unspoken Agreements. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Unspoken Agreements podcast, or if you're new here, welcome regardless. I want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time to listen. This is going to be a really important topic today. I'm so excited to share it with you. It's really this conversation around what do you do when you just hired someone and they're underperforming. And truthfully, the content of this podcast is for a broader conversation. It's really how do you have productive conversations with someone when you're emotionally triggered? And that happens a lot uh, for professionals um, to hold people accountable when things aren't going well. It oftentimes happens in any relationships, personal or professional. And this is really an extension Uh, of the last podcast that I shared. In the last episode, I talked about it for a hot second, which was more centered around tactics. And if you haven't listened to that, I really suggest that you go back because this will really build onto that. And even the next one, this is really going to be like a three-part series. The next one's going to add to this one as well. So in this podcast, I'm going to teach you the four strategies that you'll want to do in order to to prepare for these emotionally difficult conversations, to prepare your mindset, to prepare your energetics. The point of this is so that you could show up and perform at your best and just feel so much more confident and let go of a lot of the stress that leads into these emotionally triggered, quote unquote, crucial conversations. So, Here's an example of something that I touched on in the last episode that is absolutely current in my life right now, and it's going to serve as um, an example so you could kind of put yourself in your own shoes that walks you through the framework here. About four weeks ago, I interviewed and then hired a coach, consultant, implementer, kind of this um, uh, really amazing person. Um, I was looking for someone to collaborate with me so I could create new resources and uh, share the resources with my clients to improve my client workflow, to help with marketing, and really, honestly, just to outsource some of the things that I didn't want to focus on, like infrastructure stuff, admin stuff. I just, my goal for this year is to focus on what I want to do, what I love to do, and what I do really well. And I want to be able to do that 90% of the time. So I'm pretty clear on that. And one of the things that I was really excited for and was in my mind when I was searching to hire this coach, consultant, implementer was someone that I could collaborate with and learn from. I want to really learn from this person as well. Um, And the second thing was that my core values are in alignment with this person's core values. Um, because I wanted to collaborate with them and I knew it was going to be so interactive, I really wanted to have alignment with the with our core values. So when I was interviewing her, uh, I discovered that we shared f- three or four of our like main core values. Uh, she's compassionate, she's transparent, she's caring, she's growth-minded, and uh, those are, are really important to me as well. Um, it's really important for me to share, uh, speaking of transparency, that 
I, before this episode, I spoke with this person and I was, I had this idea because this was such a powerful experience and, 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 um, and I'll walk you through in a minute. And I said, Hey, how do you feel about me sharing this experience with you in a podcast or a set of podcasts? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I'm not a tied to it. I said, I'm not attached to it. You have full, if you say, Hey, you're uncomfortable with this, then it doesn't happen. It never goes out there. And right before I got those last words out there, I saw her smiling through the Zoom on my computer. And she's like, I absolutely love it. Um, you should absolutely do it. It's an absolute yes. Um, it's so important that uh, people learn to communicate in this way. So anyway, I want to say that I got her com- permission uh, to, to record this. So here are the facts. Uh so this is only basically we're about a month into our relationship, maybe five weeks now. We're having our second Zoom meeting, which is a weekly meeting, and uh, we're collaborating and coming up with joint ideas. And one, like as an example, one of the things we're working on is a worksheet uh, we worked on as, as a worksheet to help dentists hold effective team meetings and improve accountability within their team. And that form, thankfully, we... Uh, we did that. It's now on my website as an example. So, uh, uh, we, you know, you could find that there and, and I'll share, share a little bit about, about how to do that in the outro. So as we're going through the Zoom, it's about a 50-minute meeting where we I share with her some of my ideas. Hey, I've got um, all the all the content to the, the structure of the agenda of how to hold meetings. I'm just going to share that with you when we're done. That's on me. Um, we're kind of wrapping up the meeting and setting a plan in motion. Like we're basically assigning tasks. We're like, hey, here are the things that I'm going to do and get that to you throughout the next week. Here are the things that you're going to do and you're going to share that with me throughout the next week and we'll create a Google Drive um, and I'll share with you the content and you'll put the graphics on it and make it look nice. So we're basically divvying up the responsibilities. So she says, great. Um, and I'm thinking, great. So I, as you could hear, there there isn't a lot of structure to how uh, we ended this. It was very uh, I- implicit. It wasn't a lot of explicit. You'll hear that from the last podcast. Um, so I'm thinking when I leave that, I'm like, great. Like she's going to send me. Uh, I'm going to send her this. She's going to then make it look all nice. She's going to do the graphics, and then I'm going to give her feedback based on what she sends me. And we're going to knock this thing out in the next two weeks, like no problem. So the meeting ends and over, and we actually weren't speaking for two weeks. This was a two week break for us. So the meeting ends and over the next few days, I don't hear anything like nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, no response. That's fine. You know, she might take her a week to get this. So let me just check in with her. I'm going to send her an email. I'm going to say, Hey, you know, what's going on? Just want to see if you had a chance to make progress on this. I'd love to give feedback once you send it to me. So I don't hear anything back from the email. And I send her a couple of Voxers, which are audio texts, um, just kind of reaching out to her. Uh, hey, same thing, but in audio form, and I'm not getting a response. So there hasn't been any communication. Uh, and uh, as I discussed in the last episode, if you, if you haven't heard that, I talk about expectations and distinguish that from agreements. And clearly, I had a lot of expectations around what our communication would be like but they were not agreements. It wasn't actually things that we really set solid agreements around. Um, 
so there, so again, as you heard me share an example of what we were talking about during the virtual meeting, it wasn't a, hey, you're going to get, we're going to talk this amount of times and um, this is what you're going to get by this date. It was just, hey, um, send it to me, send it back to me and I'll share feedback after I get it. And so, so what happened was my mind was having a absolute field day uh, feeding off of my own expectations. I was coming up with all kinds of stories and I want to, I'm going to just bring you into what goes on into the mind, at least into my mind, uh, on, on what would happen if you were actually listening to it. It was, it was, um, something like, why is she not getting back to me? You know, you, you told her that communication was important to you. Uh, and yet she's not sending you what she said she was going to send. Uh, I should have known this was going to happen. She's ghosting me. She's ignoring me. And then it kind of like, it takes all these crazy turns. Like when you're having these ruminating thoughts, um, it's like, maybe you're overwhelming her. Maybe you're bothering her. Uh, oh my gosh, I just wasted all of this time and money. Um, why did I pay up front for her? Like I paid her for a three month commitment and this is like the beginning of our time together and I feel like I'm getting ghosted so I felt you know incredibly out of control ruminating thoughts which led to a a ton of emotions and and some some negative emotions really so let's pause here for a second okay if you find that someone or something is bothering you this is a powerful mental exercise to help you shift out of that. I just let you in on what was going on when I noticed that I was having expectations and when I caught myself having just thought after thought, which was creating all of these these stories and emotions from not hearing back from her, basically. The first thing that you could do when you catch yourself is to catch yourself is to recognize when you are in rumination or recognize when you are feeling uh, negative emotions, when you're in a negative emotional state and just call it out and let it pass. Um, that could sound something like, wow, part of me that is feeling uh, really uh, frustrated right now. Or, I, yeah, I'm noticing my mind that's saying, oh, why didn't I pay up front? Why, why did I pay in full up front? And why is she ghosting me, right? The mind is just doing that. It's just to recognize and call it out. Speak to it, journal it, um, whatever works for you. That's a self-awareness exercise. The second thing, and this is incredibly powerful, is you actually want to take responsibility for your role in this not from a place of blame, not in a place to feel worse about yourself. You're not a failure. There's nothing like that. That's not what I'm speaking to. I'm saying taking responsibility for your role. When you do that, you actually are empowering yourself. You're empowering yourself into choice. So you let yourself say, wow, I actually, this, this is what that would sound like. And this is what it sounded like, to be honest with you. It said, oh, Adam, okay. This is me talking to myself here. I chose to hire her. Uh, I decided to pay up front, though at the time my gut was saying, huh, like maybe I should ask her for a month-to-month commitment, month-to-month payment plan instead of a three-month commitment. 
Um, and you know what? I may have to eat the cost if that doesn't work out. And it also sounded like this. I did not clearly make agreements with her. I had expectations and I didn't explicitly state what I wanted. And uh, I, I didn't. we didn't come to mutually uh, agreed upon commitments around how our communication would work when we met that f- the first two times. And so I said, hmm, and I could learn from that. So that was, a, so why I want to take ownership for that was because I could say, huh, I didn't do this. If I, if I had a chance to do it next time, which I'm going to talk to you that I did, um, that's what I need to do. And, uh, you know, it lets you get empowered to make your next best choice. And that is really, really, really important. Cool, cool, cool. So meanwhile, this is like 10 days ago. I'm just telling you, this is not like last year or something I learned uh, 10 years ago. This just happened. So moving forward, what do I want to do? So and if you're and as you're in this situation, you're now saying, okay, I'm I could picture someone that I have to have a very uh, real but difficult conversation around, emotionally triggering conversation around. I think I want to, what do I want to do? So what do we do? The first question you want to ask is, um, so the first question you really want to ask if it's a hire, if it's a new hire, is do you, do you want this person to be with you long-term? Do you want this person to be here long-term? Potentially, like, is there a potential that you want the person around with you long-term? Do you want a relationship with this person long-term, right? If it's a personal thing, do you want to be, have a relationship with this person? Does this person share, if it's a back to professional, back to a new hire, does this person share the office values, your values? Um, You're about to decide if you want to invest your time and energy in working with training, coaching, communicating with this person. So this is what you have to ask yourself. And honestly, if I'm coaching you, or in this case, if I'm coaching myself, this is a gut decision. What is your gut telling you to help you guide your decision? Going back to my story, I asked myself this. I was like, do I want to, do I see a potential of working with this person long-term? And the answer was yes. The answer was an absolute yes. Like, I see that she could be an incredible complement to what I'm trying to create, to what I want to do and give to my clients, and how do I want to grow my business. Like, she has that potential. So I'm like, yes, I want to give this a real shot. So that's a question that you want to ask yourself when you're thinking about whether to um, how do you want to move forward with a conversation, emotionally difficult conversation with this person? It's like, does this, does this relationship matter to you? And how much does it matter to you? Um, do you see yourself with this person long-term in some capacity? That's something that is a gut decision for you. Okay. So if the answer is yes, so now it's like, what do I do? Okay. Well, I really, I really want to try to see if we can make some solid commitments around how and when we communicate. That was what was off. Clearly, we had a no communication. It, we weren't communicating, and that was important to me. So I, so it was time to make a decision. And what I decided to do was say, 
I'm going to talk with her when we meet at our next virtual meeting. I wasn't having any success talking offline. So I was like, next time we meet, we're going to have a conversation around that. And again, just the last episode talked about the tactics of the commitment. Um, I will do X by Y and and shifting more from uh, expectations to agreements. And we're going to leave that where it is. So instead, what I'm going to focus on and share with you for these last 10 minutes or so is to give you the four strategies that you could use to prepare. Again, prepare your mind and your energetics so that you could enter these difficult conversations and perform at your best. Okay, so the these are the four things after you decide you're going to move forward and have a conversation, but before you actually enter the conversation that you want to walk yourself through, okay? And this is how I coach myself and my clients. The very first thing that you want to do, this is all pre-conversation when you uh, have space by yourself to, to think, is to get clear on your goal. What is it that you really want? I shared with you what mine was. It was to, to make solid commitments, make, a, make agreements about how and when we're going to communicate and have that be a win-win for both of us. So for you, you're thinking about this person, Get just take a step back and find out what's really, really important to you. What is it that you want when you're going to enter this conversation? Like what is the, the desired outcome, the, the best desired outcome for yourself? Cool. That's the first step. The second step is to recognize your emotions. And I I was just talking to this, um, and I've spoken to this a bunch and and continue, will continue to do so. The second thing is to most, so if you're, if you're in an emotional state around, let's say it's a new hire that's not doing what you want them to do. Again, most likely you had unmet expectations. And when you, again, when you have unmet expectations, that's what triggers um, a mental story. It gets you into rumination. And then you start harboring those negative emotions like frustration or disappointment or anger or resent. And you just want to, again, be aware of those and take ownership for them. And so, you know, I said that before. And, you know, you might be like, geez, Adam, like easier said and done, you know, how how do you do that? Um, And and so we talked about ways to to speak it out. Um, Some people are better at writing down whatever they're feeling. And that could sound like part of me is feeling angry. Part of me is feeling nervous. Part of me is feeling jittery. uh, Part of me is feeling um, tingly sensations in my chest, tightness in my chest, right? So you want to be able to be aware of the energetics and emotions so that um, what that does is it actually disengages you from the attachment to the story and the emotion. And that's the, that's what gets you to back to thinking logically, it lets you show up in a different way. I could speak a whole episode about that and that might have um, been a lot, a lot of information, but Finding a way to express what's happening, to become aware of what's going on in the moment, lets you detach from that grip that the, that the mental noise has on you and the emotion has on you so that uh, it doesn't have such a grip on you. Basically, that's it. So how else, how else can you, so what else, so there's a second thing that's really, really powerful that I have my clients do 
And again, this is when you're in a, you find yourself in a negative emotional state. And the first part of what we said is just to detach from it, letting it pass, recognizing it. But let's say you need something a little bit more, I'm snapping my finger, quick hitting. So you're about to enter a conversation with someone that's emotionally triggering you that maybe you are frustrated with, maybe that you're feeling angry towards or you have resent towards. What can you do to like quickly switch, (laughs) cause a quick mental shift on it? You think of three things that you appreciate about that person. If you could think about three things you appreciate about that person before you enter the conversation with them, it could be extremely powerful. It lets you go back to seeing them on a human to human level and reduces the negativity that you feel inside your body. It also uh, has you to stop operating from a reactive place. It, it shifts you out of your primitive brain mode, out of your fight, flight, or freeze mode. And so that's a really, really powerful exercise that you could take. And if nothing else, that, that's worth its weight in gold. Okay, so that's the first and second. The third thing that you want to do, again, before you get into the conversation with this person is to visualize and set an energetic intention for how you want to show up. So you're basically saying, how do I want to show up to this? You're visualizing it. I'm looking over to the left of me right now. There's a whiteboard on the wall. And I wrote down a couple things uh, probably an hour before I was going to have a conversation with her because I felt a little bit of nervous energy. And on the whiteboard, I'm looking at it. It says, Lead with kindness and lead without judgment. Be human. Have her feel safe, right? The judgment was coming from my unmet expectations, but that was how I, so I was visualizing, hmm, how would I, how would I feel to lead with kindness? What does that version of myself feel like uh, to be non-judgmental? Like that's my best self. That I know that's my best self, being, being a human, having others feel safe. So I just kind of wrote that out. Um, and so you, you could decide what energy and intention you want to bring to your conversation that's going to help you show up at your best. And why that's so important is without it, so without having an intention that you're aware of, again, we talked about knowing what the goal is, and that's important too, but having this other visualization of something you can anchor into, without that, you can go in and engage in a very uh, unproductive or argumentative or passive aggressive or just defensive mode quickly. Whatever your like triggered behavior looks like, you can go into that state too because your your emotions are firing. And without without this in mind, uh, you know, your ego, your egoic mind just wants to feel right. It wants to feel justified. And uh, that would consider it to be a win. But but that's not what's really important to you when you enter these conversations. What's really important to you is to get closer to what you really want, right? So that's why sending the intention is important. It helps you perform as best as you can from... Um, a visualized place and you need to get clear on what that looks like and you need to get clear like we said in the first part on what your what your really goal is here the fourth and final thing 
that you want to do to have success in these conversations is to actually set the other person you're talking with up for success. Set the other person up for success that you're emotionally triggered, that that's like causing emotional reaction. Like, man, okay, yeah, tell me more about that. Yeah, so so for me, I feel like this, this is just so, so valuable. So before I uh, had this virtual meeting with my coach and consultant, um, I emailed her and I said, hey, something like, I'm paraphrasing, hey, when we meet, I'd like to set some time in the beginning to talk about how we could better communicate with one another. And I did that because I didn't want to blindside her. I want her to feel safe. I want her to feel prepared. Why? Why is that so important? Because her success is my success. You know, it, in order for us to engage in healthy dialogue and create uh, agreements, really solid commitments and agreements with one another, we need to feel safe. And so I want her to feel safe. I want her to succeed. So back, back for you, think about how you can set this other person up for success. And oftentimes that comes with how can you let that person feel safe so that you could have healthy dialogue? Whew. Okay, so that was a lot. So I'm, I'm going to do a quick, quick, quick recap here uh, and conclude. What do you do when you just hired someone and they're underperforming? Or how do you have a productive yet difficult conversation with that person? So the four things that you want to do before, before you enter the conversation and you could do try one, try two, try three, try four, make them your own. But you're going to do these things because they dramatically reduce your stress and they get you clear. And when you're clear, you could enter with a certain level of confidence, a confidence that you didn't have before. And you could really show up and perform the way that you want to perform. So number one, getting clear on what your goal is ahead of the conversation. What is your desired outcome? Number two, is having that self-awareness and recognizing those negative emotions that you're holding on to. They're just emotions. Expose them. Speak to them. Journal. Share them with a trusted person. Share them with, you know, a coach, a, a, a therapist, someone that you feel safe with. Um, and then when you find out what your stories are, take ownership for them. Just say, this is a story that I'm creating right now. I'm in story mode. Um, doesn't mean anything about you. It really doesn't mean anything about you. So that that second bullet is massive for reducing stress and anxiety and resent. Really, really is. The third thing is setting, visualizing and setting an energetic intention for how you want to show up. What does your best self look like in this conversation? That's what that means. And just tapping into that, you know? And the fourth thing is setting the other person up for success how can you help them feel safe their success is your success so a lot of material there that will be something you want to go back and listen to anytime you have a difficult conversation coming up and you want to get clear on how you want to show up beforehand those are the four powerful powerful steps and in the next episode i'm going to share with you what to do when you're actually in the conversation. So this was all pre-conversation work, mindset work, deep strategy work. Um, the next, the next, and energetic work. The next conversation, the next podcast is going to be 
what do you do when you're actually in the emotionally triggering conversations? I'm gonna give you strategies and tools to navigate through it. Good luck, make it a great day. I'm here to support you and you've got this. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're someone that feels frustrated with the way your team meetings are structured and realize they turn into complaining sessions and things oftentimes just fall through the cracks, I've got a great resource for you. Just head on over to my website at www.adamesco.com slash team. That's adamesko.com forward slash team and download the team meeting agenda and template that's going to help you have more productive, more efficient, and hopefully more fun meetings. It's a real game changer. So it's there for you. Head on over to the website and I will see you next time.